the college football experience, Baylor Bears season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network's presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, us, the NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of this week. So make sure to get in your entry for a free shot at $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. to the college football experience, Baylor Bears season preview. My name is Colby Swingin' Dantabase Dan, AKA Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And we are talking Baylor Bears football. Yes, I understand tough season, you know, just winning two games a season ago, but I'm just gonna say flag on the play. Flag, two and seven season, I think it was. Flag on the play because you're breaking in Dave Aranda, who was a great defensive coordinator at LSU, Wisconsin, Hawaii, um, former uh, what I think he was a grad assistant under friend of the program, Mike One Leach. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, every first year coach a season ago, and I know that yes, I've said, man, I don't know about so, this coach hire, this coaching hire, whatever, but. Even the ones that I was a skeptic on, I think they they should be given a pass. Considering the, just the the wacky college football season a year ago, most of the schools didn't get spring ball and uh, shortened camp and just a, just chaos, opt outs. Just uh, it's just you can't. I don't think you can judge that for that. But give me give me some Dundee music because I think if you're a Baylor Bear fan, you should be happy. This program over the past decade has been fire. All right. Yes, I understand. You had a losing season a season ago, all right? All right, you had a losing season back in 2017 when Matt Rule came in. And and yes, Bryles left the program in, in a little bit of a mess, but the facts are the facts. Since 2010, you've only had two losing seasons. You've had four double-digit wins. I'm sorry, no, no, five double-digit win seasons in the past 10 college football seasons. Uh you made a bowl every year but two. What's not to like about the Baylor Bears? And yes, I understand, you know, Charlie Brewer leaves. That was your your veteran quarterback who took you to the Big 12 championship just the last time we had a, a full college football season. That's another thing. The last time we had a full college football season, Baylor was eleven and three. All right. Uh Charlie Brewer was that was that quarterback that got him there. He transfers out. All right. After one year with Aranda, I guess things weren't working out. He transfers out to Utah. Uh John Lovett's their 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 running back. I mean, they, they had a good, they had a good backfield, but he transfers out to Penn state. Uh, 
Um, and and uh, Larry Fedora, one year in, gone at Baylor. Right, offense wasn't working. Uh, so in comes in uh, Jeff Grimes, offensive coordinator from BYU, where they had a great offense last year. That wide zone offense, and it, it, this is intriguing. I, I can see Baylor perhaps better than what we realize. We're gonna talk more Baylor football in, in a few minutes here, as I'm gonna have a. Uh, Host of the Locked On Baylor podcast and uh, recruiting analyst uh, from Baylor twenty four seven, I'm Garrett Ross. Call in and talk Baylor Bear football. I can't wait to uh, chat it up with him and and, because I think they're one of the more interesting teams this year. Because even if you look a season ago at two and seven, right? Okay, two and seven is two and seven. But first off, a number. I mean, they had games canceled just like anyone else probably for the most part, and. You really analyze the losses. Okay. Overtime loss to uh, West Virginia, 27, 21 in Morgantown. I understand no fans there. So I don't know if that really counts as a true game in Morgantown, but that's a game. They almost won. They lose by 11, to Texas in, in Austin, not the end of the world. 10 point loss to TCU, seven point loss at Iowa state, one point loss at Texas tech. Uh, 13 point loss at Oklahoma. And then the, the only real ass whooping they took was from Oklahoma state uh, on December 12th. So I think most, you could make the case. There were probably a better team than we realize a better team than the record indicates. So um, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm excited to chat it up with, uh, with Garrett and uh, Hey, I'm excited just to watch Baylor football this season. So all right, guys. I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos and odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Uh, get started today, and you receive a special offer up to a five hundred dollar risk free bet. Yes, five, what a deal! Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WinBet.com. That's W Y N N Bet.com, and download the app today. Um, I also want to tell folks that we are brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on uh, NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other sports bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like, but maybe the price is too high. Well, you know what? Submit a bid for the price that you think is fair, then buy it. Prop Swap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on Prop Swap can be resold at any time. Uh, perfect example, just I think two weeks ago, a Prop Swap customer purchased a uh, Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future for $45 when the team was down three, one against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And just a few days later, he flipped it for 600. So with props, like the best part is your bet doesn't need to win in order for you to make money. It just needs to improve. Think, uh, think stock market, but for sports betting, use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Uh, go to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And while we're talking apps, we're going to get to, we're going to get to Garrett here in a second, but make sure you download us, the SGPN app sports gambling podcast network. We are, we have this brand new app. It's fantastic. It's in the app store. It's in the Google play store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Plus the app is an exclusive way to enter all of the SGP SGPN contest, including uh, our SGPN thousand dollar NBA finals free roll currently going on. 
the contest does lock uh, at the end of the week here, but just download the app and uh, hit the contest tab for your chance to take home a thousand dollars. Don't forget to toss up an uh, app review and download the SGPN app today because as college football cranks up, we will have more contests as NFL cranks up. We will have more contests. We had an FCS playoff contest for, for the spring football season. We got you covered. So we're probably going to have you. I mean, anything football. All right. We got you covered here on the college football experience and the SGPN app. So download that app today. It's fantastic. Cannot recommend that thing enough. So get over there and download it. Joining us live on the college football experience is host of the locked on Baylor podcast and a recruiting analyst for uh, Baylor 24 seven. I give you Garrett Ross. How you doing Garrett? I appreciate you hopping on and uh, talking football with us. Hey man, I'm good. I appreciate you having me on uh, anytime, man. So let's let's get into this Baylor bears. You know, this is a rich program. When you really look at the past 10 years, I know, you know, Bryles had that crazy cloud over it, but when you consider, I know last year was tough, but I'm going to throw a flag on that play because COVID man, every first year coach did, you know, a lot of them didn't have spring ball. A lot of them shortened camp opt outs, just chaos. So I, I think you throw out last season. We can't really look at it. And, and you say, Hey, well, uh, you know, this is a program that's, that's had five double digit seasons in the past decade. Um, what, what's, what's your take in general though, on, on last season with I know we're throwing it out, but still two and seven. But if you kind of look, they only really got blown out of one game. What, what's your, what was your take on last season? I mean, I think that overall they've done about as best as you possibly could do, right? Like you had no off season to work with. You had no uh, time to implement your new offense. It was a whole change of guard. Um, you know, and when you face that kind of adversity, it's really difficult to navigate. Now I know there was a lot of teams out there in similar situations who had better records, but I think that, when you look at what you're having to do with coach rule, you had a staff who's just moving on to the NFL. You have a first year head coach coming in and coach Aranda. There are so many obstacles to overcome. I think it was about on course, but you're right. Their defense really, you know, kept them in a lot of those games. Um, I really was disappointed though, in the lack of production and the lack of use of the running back position last year, when you have guys like Ed, uh, Ebner coming back and John Lovett, and you saw the success that they had in the, the previous regime, um, you know, you really need to lean on that. And a lot of that to me is also, you know, the offensive line, uh, you can kind of look back and what they're dealing with right now is, um, the lack of depth from the rule recruiting thing. Uh, it's kind of starting to show up, but I think overall, um, with everything that coach Aranda and they'll face, it was about to be expected. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, I, first off, Larry Fedora basically had a cup of coffee in Waco. He's gone. In comes in Jeff Grimes, you know, OC from BYU, who you know r- runs that wide zone offense. I think that is, I mean, first off, that, another stat I read. This is off topic. That only one fumble lost all season, and B- the Big Twelve actually played almost a whole season. That was pretty amazing. But the problem was essentially the the run game. I, I think that is the main weakness. You alluded to it. Um, the offensive line does return four or five. Uh, uh, or no, they only returned two, but four of five of the starting uh, O line projected is seniors. Um, but at the same time, Baylor was tackled for a loss 
at 18% of their rushing attempts a season ago. Is this line improved? Do you think? I honestly, man, no, I, it hasn't. And this is going to, you know, it's kind of what I alluded to a while ago with the lack of depth. That's one of the areas that's really starting to show up is um, they haven't been able to, to get that, that lined up. And you see bringing over guys like John Carl Valentine, um, you know, and then you add most Jeffrey, he comes over from Kilgore college. Um, you're looking to, to use their, I guess their strengths of what they've seen uh, to implement this year. But yeah, I mean, it, it's still going to be very difficult I think you're looking at a guy like Connor Galvin, who's really going to have to step up and be the leader of this offensive line. But man, when you look at the spring game, dude, it's, you're still seeing a lot of the same thing. You're seeing a lot of the quarterbacks under distress, uh, you know, running around. So they're going to have to figure out a way and I, you know, hopefully bringing over when you have coach Mateos coming in. um, So that's going to be a new philosophy and how he wants to set up his blocks. And one of the things he's doing is, these guys aren't going to have set positions, right? Like you could come in and you played left tackle right year well, last year. Well, you might be right guard this year. And a lot, the reason they're doing that is, and, I, and this is really brilliant because when you look at COVID, how it hit people, but if you're missing a guy, whether it's an injury, whether it is COVID related, hopefully we're past that, um, you know, anything you need versatility along that. So that's one of the things that coach Mateos has brought in is that mindset of you better know every position. So hopefully that will help, but I think you're going to see a lot of rotation in this line. Um, and it's still going to be their real main area of weakness this season. Yeah. And, and John Lovett, one of their good running backs from a season ago, transfers out to Penn state. Tristan Ebner's the, is the guy now he's a, he's an electric player, but you do got to worry about if that line will be able to give him anything. And then at quarterback position, Charlie Brewer says, okay, I don't like this offense line. Let me go to Utah. All right. He leaves, yeah. her, he leaves for Salt Lake city. Uh, now I'm seeing penciled in is, is Jerry Bohannon here. I, I know. I think, I don't know that. I think that's gotta be settled in, in camp though, because Jacob Zeno Zeno, I I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct, but is, is this a wide open quarterback? Uh, you know, is this, is this penciled in for sure that Bohannon will be the starter? I see all these p- publications saying that, but I, I, I think it's kind of open, right? It really is. This is an open battle. You know, that was something they really put an emphasis on in their spring game was letting these guys go at it. And, you know, you, you grew right. You have Bohannon, you have Zeno and a lot of the the talk and a lot of the expectations were, and it's really kind of, I would say not necessarily ill-advised, but we put a little too much stake into it. When you saw Zeno come in against Georgia and he kind of had the most success of the, any of the, the quarterbacks, it kind of set him up on this pedestal of, well, he's magically going to be our starter. Well, that's not the case. I mean, there's guys out there competing um, and Gary Bohannon could have easily transferred, you know, you could have easily let that, you know, hit him and say, you know what, I'm going to move on. They don't want me here, but they, he's saying he's fighting it. And you have Blake Shapin. you have another guy that's coming in and he's pushed both of them and can't dude. And you also have the the young freshman coming in, Kyron drones uh, from the Houston area, shadow Creek. So I, it's kind of an open competition. Um, nobody, and that's kind of one of those things I'm, I'm concerned about is because nobody has stepped up and just said, you know what, I'm going to separate myself from the pack. Uh, it's kind of a close thing and we're just going to have to see how it plays out, but it's going to be crucial how they handle the adversity because they're going to be facing a lot of pressure, man. I mean, with that line, it's just realistic and they're going to have to adapt and go on the fly. Yeah. And I think it's tough with the O line here. Cause I mean, the receiving core seems to be the strong suit of the, of the offense here with Snead and, and Tyquan Thornton and, and Josh fleeks and, and the tight end Sims is back. Uh, you know, this offense only averaged 23.3 points per game a season ago, which was ninth in the big 12. And there's only 10 teams in the big 12 guys. So, uh, uh, 
Well, I, I would. What, what's your projection like? You think the offense is going to put up more points? The O line slightly better? Do you, do you? Do you? I know you're a Baylor guy, so I mean, do you, do you think at the end of the day it will be improved in year two, essentially, or year one and a half, whatever you want to say? Well, see, that, that's the thing is because you're looking at a whole new offense again, right? Like, so yeah. it's part of deja vu. You're you're having to to you have a whole new system, a whole new scheme. You're having to learn. I think they are going to be improved though. Um, and it's not going to be much. I'm not going to put high expectations. You're, you, you know, they were ninth. You alluded to it there. I would say that probably going to be about seventh, and that's going to do to some of the graduation and stuff from these other teams. You know, some of the drop off there. Um, but I think that they're going to improve a little bit. But we, you can't really get your expectations. And say, oh, we're magically going to no. I mean, you got to take baby steps. We're still building a program and building a new era at Baylor football. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, we're, we're talking Baylor football here with Garrett Ross, host of the uh, locked on Baylor podcast. Uh, defensively, you gotta be happy though. 10 starters back on a defense that you already alluded to briefly saying that the defense played well last year Two all big 12 players back in linebacker trail Bernard, uh, hybrid safety, uh, Jalen uh, Petre. And uh, they're bringing in, they're bringing in this LSU transfer uh, might be butchering the name here. Siaki Aika. Is that it? Am I, am I getting yeah, that right? You can call him Apu. Okay. Well, that's, that's gotta be a big upgrade to the, to the defensive line. Cause I think defensive line, uh, I mean the whole defense was good, but I think the defensive line got to get to the quarterback a little bit better. Uh, their whole secondary is back led by corner Riley tech Texada. Um, wh- what's your take on the defense? You think that's obviously going to be the strong suit of the team being Aranda's, you know, strong suit, right? Absolutely. And, you know, Apu is going to be one of those guys you really need to keep an eye on. He was very disruptive during the spring game. And I know we got to kind of take that with a grain of salt with how we just talked about the offensive line, but you could definitely see a difference in this guy. I mean, he had 17 starts or he played 13 games when he was at LSU at 17 tackles on that national championship team. So he's familiar in this philosophy. He's familiar with, you know, sec caliber linemen and these big, um, big time moments. So I think that's definitely going to be beneficial uh, but their strength is still going to be on that back end. You mentioned it there with guys like Tejada. You got Kalen Barnes, who's definitely going to be a factor. Uh, JT Woods to go along with Jalen Petrie. Uh, that's definitely the strength. But you got to—you don't need to be having one of those guys be your leader in the team of tackles, right? Like we need the Lions has got to step up, and I think that Apu could be the guy that can kind of bring that and rally the front. Yeah. And I think that this defense will keep them in some of these games. Maybe they can win. You know, they were in some 50, 50 games a season ago. Maybe they can, you know, the offense can just be slightly better and be able to pull some of those out like that overtime game against West Virginia here. But um, so let, let's get let, Vegas is basically saying the win total currently, this is subject to change depending on when you listen to this thing. Um, five and a half is what I'm currently seeing for the win total for the Baylor bears um, blindly if I wasn't going to look at the schedule and I guess before I had talked to you, because I was just looking at, cause now the O line concerns me now. Cause I think that's when we go team yeah. by team, you know, this is what we're doing on the college football experience. We're previewing all 130 teams, a, uh, a podcast for each team. I'm always concerned about, about offensive line play. Uh, so I, maybe I want to take a step back, but blindly when I was leading up to this, I was like, that they're, they gotta get that. I think they could hit that over. This has been a, a program that's been pretty darn good over the past decade with, with three different coaches. I mean, I understand, you know, mm-hmm. Aranda's situation where you're implementing a new offense, but I thought blindly without looking at the schedule. So let's, let's dive into the schedule here. So Saturday, September 4th. Now I will allude to this. Uh, my two co-hosts that are not with me on this episode. Right. I, I, I said, this was a dangerous game. And, and just because I don't think Texas state was as bad 
as they were like the record was. I watched them almost beat Boston College at Boston College, and I think Spavadol's got this offense going better. But I mean, and it, I don't know why you play this one in San Marcos, but I mean, so. Uh, if you're Baylor, I think this is a dangerous game. I, yes, they should win this game, but I do think Texas State can move the ball. They're they're horrible on defense, but they can move the ball, which I think there's a little potential for an upset there. What's your take on this game? I mean, I, you're right. That's one that you definitely can't sleep on if you're Baylor, right? Like we saw what happened, you know, in rules first year with Liberty. You come in and you know let them sneak up on you. I, I don't think that's the case with Texas State. I think they might keep it interesting. Uh, just simply because of Baylor's got to find their foot on office. You know, they got to establish their identity as well. So I think that's one that Texas state could probably keep close, but once you get in the second half, you're going to see the depth from Baylor really start leaning on them. And that will help Baylor ca- uh, catapult Baylor to a victory in that one. Yeah. So then uh, I'm with you at the end of the day, give me Baylor to win this one. Uh, actually in a way you could be somewhat optimistic the way the schedule breaks the first three games, they get Texas Southern from the FCS ranks. Uh, that's a win. Then after that, now I do like what Kansas hired in Leopold, but I don't think he'll be able to get things really going by week three. But I mean, maybe I, I, he's a really good coach. He's, he was really good in uh, the D three ranks and he really turned around that Buffalo program, but uh, at Kansas Saturday, September 18th, what, what do you make of that game? I think that one's one where, you know, Baylor's going to build off of what they did last year. You saw a lot of success in the special teams. Uh, You're probably going to see a lot of success there as well. Um, I I think that's one where Baylor needs to win that and they need to win it, um, you know, pretty significantly. I say you need to win that game by at least two touchdowns and to kind of catapult yourself and let you know that, Hey, we are here. We're not on the, you know, where Kansas is right now, the state of the big 12. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you gotta say blindly coming into this, even though Leopold's a good coach, I don't think, I don't think you can turn around that fast, but uh, so, so three, and zero at the gates. I mean, that that's room right there to say, Hey, things, and, and especially week four, they welcome in Iowa state. Now I understand Iowa state preseason top 10. They bring back a ton of studs, but Baylor played them pretty well last year. So call me crazy. I just, I don't see Iowa state as a, as a team that's just going to blow out everybody. I, I don't, I don't see that. I, I think uh, yes, I gun to my head. I would take Iowa State for sure to win this. If I was creating a line, I'd probably say Iowa State minus ten. But I, I think this could be a game in the fourth quarter. I mean, I think it could be, but it, to me, Baylor. When you look at Iowa State, man, I think that you have another year of Brock Purdy. You got another year of a Brees Hall is going to, to me, be probably the best running back in the in the Big Twelve. I, I think you're going to see Iowa State flex on Baylor a little bit this game. Okay. Okay. So I was trying. See, I was trying to help you out, man. I was trying to help you. <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So three and one, three and one. All right. I, I, then, then they're on the road in Stillwater and look, and since we're being real, uh, I, I'm saying, I'm saying this is a loss in Stillwater. I think uh, it's weird. Gundy, I feel like does better when his teams have less hype around them in the beginning of the season. And this Oklahoma state team isn't getting a ton of hype. So I, I could see uh, Oklahoma. I, I got o- okay. State winning in, uh, in Stillwater here. How about yourself? I'm taking okay state as well. I, it's always tough to go up there and play. Uh, this is kind of going to be your real first true road game. Like you're gonna be, obviously you're going to have a road game prior, but this is going to be your first true road game um, going up there. It's going to be full. It's going to be loud and it's going to impact the young quarterbacks for Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Then they're home to West Virginia with Neil Brown. And this was a, do- this was a dog fight last year. Um, I, I like what West Virginia is doing. I, I was a huge fan of the Neil Brown hire. Um, but if you're basing it off last season, then this could be a, a, a 50, 50 game in, in Waco here. Uh, 
I, if I'm being real, I'm going to go West Virginia, but what, what what's your take on this one? I, I was looking at West Virginia's schedule the other day, man. And I think this is what they start off tough, right? I think that West Virginia is going to come in here with a couple of losses. Uh, Baylor's going to be looking at this game, trying to, to stop the bleeding from dropping two in a row, but it's not going to, it's not going to help. I think West Virginia gets the win here and then Baylor does some reflecting on into next week. Oh, I, I'm on board here because BYU lost the most uh, talent uh, returning starters of anybody a season ago. So uh, BYU coming into Waco, and this is an interesting matchup, I guess, because Sataki will go against his former OC. So that's compelling alone. Um, I'm calling for the upset here. Give me a, 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 I guess upset. If I had to blindly guess, I would say they might favor BYU based off last yep. season. Um, what, what you got BYU then, right? I mean, you got, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got Baylor then, right? Yeah. I'm taking Baylor. So this is going to be Baylor's homecoming game. Um, you know, and it, it, last year you didn't really have everybody, you know, to fully experience homecoming. Uh, so there's gonna be a lot of energy coming in that game. you got Grimes and you got Mateos from that staff. Zach Wilson's in with the jets. I like Baylor to bounce back and get this win in front of the crowd for homecoming. Love it. I'm on board. I'm on board four and three. That would give the Baylor, the, the bears then. So then they're home to Texas. You know, I, I know Sark, Sark's coming in, and I don't know what to expect because part of me, I understand. I think part of me is like, are you even? It seems like a lateral move to me. Um, I know everyone's high on the Sark thing. Uh, maybe I'm just the crazy guy over here saying, but I, I thought, you know, I thought if you actually looked at Texas' schedule last year, they they were very close to going undefeated in a weird way. Like if you look at the, how close the games were now, I know they needed the two onside kicks to beat Texas tech, but Baylor played Texas fairly well last year. Um, considering they couldn't move the ball offensively. Uh, what are you going Texas here? Just, just too much I, talent. I, yeah. I'm taking Texas man. And you know, Bijan Robinson is a big reason in that uh, he kind of started breaking out once Herman last year decided, you know, maybe I shouldn't run the ball so much with Ellinger. Uh, maybe I should let my running back carry it. Uh, <laughs> so I think you're going to see more of that this year. You're going to see a lot of Bijan Robinson. Um, and I think the Texas just has a little more to them for Baylor and uh, the horns get the win. I'm with you. I'm with you uh, at TCU the following week. I kind of think TCU might be one of these teams flying under the radar with Max Duggan. I like this quarterback they got there, um, but I do think this is a p- potential f- game that you guys could steal. Uh, but I will say I'm going to go TCU end of the day. It's in Fort worth. So what, what's your take on that one? I'm going to take Baylor in this one. Uh, you know, th- you got Zach Evans for, for TCU. He's going to be a breakout running back this year, obviously Duggan, uh, you know, and, and they got uh, the breakout receiver as well. You also, I mean, on the defensive end Hodges, he's a local kid from Waco. He went to Midway Ladanian's little nephew. Um, you know, he's a beast as well, but I think Baylor goes up there and they still run from their rivals, uh, you know, and get that good win coming off that loss to Texas. Oh, I love it. There, there it is. There's the difference. Um, okay. And then home to Oklahoma. I think we, we just, this is where yeah, we, 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 we move past that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then at K state in Manhattan, uh, Kleiman had a crazy season last year because I mean, let alone from Skylar Thompson getting injured, they, they had, they played games. I, I keep saying this in these preseason episodes, like teams like Minnesota and Kansas state. I remember them playing games with like 35 players out. And it was right. like, I, I, so it's like, can you even take anything from last season and say, well, the program's headed, he had a losing season. Uh, I think K state might, it might be a sleeper this year as well. Um, in Manhattan, I feel like that's a tough place to play. I'm going K state, man. I, I'm curious your thoughts on this one though. 
you know, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I, I think that Manhattan's always been a difficult place to play. You throw in November 20th, we're looking at the weather. It's going to be cold. Um, I, I think that K-State uh, defends their home field and gets the win over Baylor there. All right. And then the final one and this, uh, it, like I said, we set the line five and a half via DraftKings here. Uh, this is the big one then for, if you're going to purchase that ticket on the under on the over uh, home to Texas tech. Uh, and obviously it's a big one because Aranda could go bowling for the first time in his head coaching career. So uh, I, I'm going to give it to you guys though. I, I look, I don't know. I, I know it's a huge year for Wells because apparently he wasn't the guy they wanted. Uh, so I know this is a make or break year for Matt Wells, despite it being your two and a half or three, whatever you want to say, Wh- where are you going here? I'm taking Baylor, man. So yeah, a new offense coordinator, Sonny Cumbie for tech. Uh, so you got a whole new learning curve there. Um, this is the first time the red Raiders have ever came, come to McLean stadium. You know, we've been, they've been playing this, this game up at AT&T last year. It was in Jones. This is the first time tech has played at McLean stadium. I think it's going to be rocking with a lot on the line and Baylor gets a win. I'm on board there, but see the difference is right now is you have six wins. I have five, but I think they're really that TCU games a 50, 50. It wouldn't shock me if they beat Kansas state. Wouldn't shock me. I don't know, man. I think they'll gun to my head. I think five and seven, man. I, I know you're at, you're at six and six. How, how, how confident do you feel that they, what's the ceiling? You think they could do seven and five? No, I think the ceiling six and six. Okay. I mean, you know, you might be able a hey, look, I mean, you could squeak out maybe that K state game, um, you know, and make it seven to five. But I think the safe bet for me is six and six, six and six. I got him at five and seven. Um, so it puts it right. I think Vegas got that number, right? Um, guys, uh, everyone, I want everyone out there that's a Baylor fan or not get over there. Check out the locked on Baylor podcast. Cause look, if you're a Texas fan, if you're whatever, whatever out there, you're going to be playing Baylor at some point. So you want to check out this podcast. I appreciate you hopping on Garrett and uh, everyone get over there and, uh, and, and download that podcast or subscribe to that podcast and give Garrett a follow on Twitter at underscore Garrett. That's uh, G a R R E T T Ross. Um, I appreciate you hopping on and talking Baylor bear football with us. And uh, I wish, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they go seven and five or six and six. And you know, we're laughing about this and you guys are at a bowl somewhere. Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. Talk to you in the future. Thank you. Take care. I appreciate it. All right. Batman. <clears throat> That was fantastic talking to Garrett Ross, uh, host of the Locked On Baylor podcast, also the recruiting analyst for Baylor Bears twenty four seven Sports. Um, that look, I mean, that number. This is this is funny because I feel like most of the teams we're previewing. I even ha- have a decent gauge on whether I like the over or whether I like the under. That this is one where I, I think he's got a point. I think it's gonna. It could easily be six and six, and I could be wrong. So for me personally. I'm going to stay away from this bet, but I, cause I could totally see them at six and six. It wouldn't shock me if they went seven and five, but it also wouldn't shock me if, if they did, you know, lose to a BYU, if they did lose to uh, you know, Texas tech on the final game of the season in a crazy game or something. So um, gun to my head, I'm taking the under, but trust me, uh, Garrett's got a much better read on this team than I do um, because he's, he's covering it year round. So uh, maybe you listen to him and, and maybe you, you let it ride on the bears this season. Uh, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe as we preview all 130 teams. Yes, there will be a podcast for every FBS team and maybe some FCS teams. So if you're a South Alabama fan, if you're a UMass fan, 
tough, I tough times lately for you, but you will have a podcast for you. So subscribe, tell a friend college football experience all on the sports gambling podcast network. And, and by the way, if, if you're a first time listener, I want to exp- explain this too. my co-hosts that are normally with me, Patty C NC, Nick, me, Patty C and NC, Nick uh, handicap, every single division one college football and college basketball game. So if you're a Baylor bear fan, you should also subscribe to my other feed. Cause we talk college football and college basketball year round on the college basketball experience. But uh, me, Nick and Pat have essentially been over 500 each and every year, handicapping every single division one college basketball and college football game. We've also been way over 500 on our locks. And I mean that as a collective, yes, but also independently, all of us have never had a losing season. Get over to sports and check out our picks daily. As we drop them, we do, we give them away for free guys. We're way over 500 on our locks every year. We've never had a losing year. Um, and we give you all that on a, on a spreadsheet over at sports podcast.com. So like I said, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. If you can get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. We'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, oftentimes sponsors say that's such a big deal. They like to go and see fans engaged talking about the product they're about to invest in. So perhaps you do that. Perhaps you give us that five-star review and uh, some company comes out of the woodworks, you know, they see that review and then uh, who knows, you know what I mean? Maybe Burger King says, Hey, I like that review. Here's some money to talk about UMass and boom. Next thing you know, we're, we're doing a big time and, and check us out. If you leave that review, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter uh, with your review or it doesn't even have to be a screenshot. You can take it with a Polaroid camera for all I care. Just somehow get it to me. And I will send you a brand new college experience t-shirt. Um, um, this is a brand new logo too. I'm, I mean, studies say, uh, studies say that uh, your chance of, uh, you know, getting a girl or getting a guy go up if you're wearing new clothes. I read that study once. Uh, <laughs> uh, so why not get a new t-shirt? Go down to the old, go down to the old bowling alley, throw some, throw some frames, you know, next thing you know, old, old Wanda in lane five is interested in you because you're wearing that brand new college football experience t-shirt. And the next thing you know, she's at your house. And the next thing you know, you know, you ride off into the sunset and have a family and, you know, live a good life. Um, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Just get a free t-shirt. All right. It's cold out there. (laughs) <laughs> uh, guys at the Colby D give me a follow as well. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C a three one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And don't forget that uh, Garrett's on Twitter at uh, underscore Garrett. That's G a R R E T T Ross. Um, give him a follow as well. Appreciate him coming on uh, guys. This is the college football experience. Baylor bears season preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we have.